Hello, Natasha. Hello, Damien. It's the Lowbrow Lowdown. How did it get worse? <laughs> did it get worse? I don't know, Damien. It got worse. It did. Because it felt like this <laughs> reading these books is its own pandemic. <laughs> Just it is, the it, waves of it, horror. <laughs> it feels like a Catholic penance that I've been Ooh. given. <laughs> I'm not even Catholic. God damn it. <laughs> I mean, I'm a deeply lapsed Catholic. Um, I'm Catholic adjacent. My mother was Catholic, but I never got baptised, so I, mean, I am the think youngest I'm going straight to hell. <laughs> I'm the youngest of nine children. That's how Catholic mm. my family was. <laughs> oh. I think if, if it were possible, I probably would have been the second oldest of about 20, but that I'm the youngest of two or three, but two. Yep. Well, there's a whole situation there. We won't get into it. Um, um, hello, welcome listeners. listeners. <laughs> Welcome to our listeners, talking about families and Catholicism. Oh, yes. I'm Damien. And I'm Natasha. And welcome to episode eight of the Lowbrow Lowdown, where we are reading pandemic-themed literature so you don't have to. Mm. And Um, what are we reading today, Natasha? We are reading, it's called The COVID Killer by Richard Gadice. Judice. Well, look, Jesus. I am assuming I know someone with the surname Judicia spelt this way, and I'm assuming he pronounces it the same way. Mm, Judicia. Okay. It's, it looks like guide ice. It does. <laughs> um, so somewhere along the lines, there's going to probably be more than one pronunciation. Anyway, so he's written this book. It's, I'll, I'll read the Amazon blurb. That's what we do. So COVID-19 destroyed many lives in New York and around the world, killing and infecting millions, ending countless businesses and creating a new way of life for everyone. Can I interrupt right here and just say, why, why isn't it infecting and killing? That would be my, like, you get infected yeah, before you die. Yes, it should be sequential, like the harms done should be, <laughs> yes. should increase throughout uh, well, the sentence. Yeah, I guess. Well, infecting and the harm is greater of killing, although more people are infected. But you start with the lesser harm and finish with the greater harm. So infecting and killing. Yeah. Sorry, I digress. Continue. So Jaden Williams becomes deeply affected by the virus and places the blame for it on China. When a tragedy befalls him, he decides to strike back against those he holds responsible for it. After the first victim is found, detectives John Napoli and Terry Franklin investigate the crime. Uh, well, okay, more than one crime. <laughs> As more murders occur in New York City during the summer, they begin to profile the killer with the help of NYPD psychologist Dr. Sandra Mover. Will New York's finest... <laughs> That's my verbal uh, quotation marks, finest. (laughs) Find the psychopath before he murders again. It's a race against time. (laughs) We're going to address this. (laughs) It's a race against time to stop a disturbed individual seeking revenge from taking more innocent lives. Okay. Right. Um There's so much wrong and incorrect about this. So, spoiler, except no spoiler because he tells you who the murderer is in the first sentence. <laughs> There's <much>. no secret. 
Uh, <laughs> it, um, um, yeah, spoiler, we're about to talk about the book and we're going to talk about what happens. So if you want to read it um, and you don't want to be spoiled, read, <laughs> read it first. Or, I mean, look, I, I, to be honest, I'm feeling pretty spoiled because I've read it. Spoiled, not no. <laughs> gift-giving kind of way. No. Spoiled as in something inside me has rotted and died. Um, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we, we do quite literally open on – so what I think is a terrible opening line to any story mm. because – oh, God, I'm going to sound like a broken record. It tells rather than shows. But it opens with – Jaden Williams brooded in his Brooklyn apartment. Oh, he full brooded. Stop. And I'm just brooded. like. And that just, that's the pace of the book. It's just plodding. Oh, really we are just is. told the con- just constantly the whole way through. It is just, um, I keep writing. It plods, it just plods through the story. There is just no change of pace and regardless. But it also. If you are writing crime, here's some advice. And I'm not saying I'm an expert in writing crime, but I've read a lot of crime. Mm. One of the key devices you have is to restrict the narration <laughs> so that the reader does not know everything that's going on and oh, yeah. has a sense of suspense and thrill. Mm. Mm. And, and if there's going to be dialogue in a story, make it clear who's saying what? Oh my god! Who's <laughs> <laughs> talking now? What's going on? <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. Okay. This. Uh, should we get into the racism? The racism. That was my next sentence. <laughs> Content okay, warning: There is a shit ton of racism in this book. <laughs> so many racisms. <laughs> Um, well, so the first sentence, Jaden Williams brewed in his Brooklyn apartment. And look, I'm not going to read the whole book, but the second sentence is worth noting because the 28-year-old African-American <laughs> reflected on everything that had transpired in the life in his life over the last 16 months. And this kind of hyper-focus on ethnicity is mm. really... Does not let up. No, it's, it's like it's all the way through the book... Um, and it's it's handled in this really clunky way where it's kind of like he's trying to say, oh, I'm not saying all black men are violent, but he's creating this world where there are lots of people who are saying, why are you assuming it's a black man? And it's all mm. like about proving them wrong. Yeah, yeah. It, it, he, um, oh, I had a point. He Sorry. doesn't... Um, Show us that no, he 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 relies on um really shallow. I hate this word trope. Yes, uh, of of character. It's he. There's the grumpy detective who hates everyone and everything, who makes assumptions about the race of the of all of primitive all perpetrators of all crimes. Yes, um, who I think. Like for all of the calling out the race of or ethnicity of every single person, I think that detective is meant to be black, but he's really coy about saying that. But there are a few points where he's sort of saying, oh, I think he looks like me. I think he's black. Mm. And it's sort of, it's almost buried. And it's like, oh, so you're sort of putting all of the kind of 
homophobia, racism, kind of the the judgment of people on their face onto mm. the one character, who, mm. like the one detective who's a person of colour. It's very weird. It's um, and just very lazy. I, like this this person, Judah Chung. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he's written a lot of other books with the same uh, detective characters. So also, I his do- Twitter account is suspended. <gasps> it was when I looked today. <laughs> I was like, oh, I wonder what happened. <laughs> Did I report it? Oh, you know how we were talking yesterday? I was going to, speaking of suspended <laughs> reporting accounts, you know how my account, my Instagram feed is now full of really conservative, um, yeah. I don't know, something's happened to the algorithm. It's this fucking book. Oh, of course it is. <laughs> it's this fucking book. I'm getting so many um, suggested follows and and. Uh, images that are really conservative, that are anti-vaxxer, anti-mask, all of that, like people putting sunglasses on saying, I'm putting sunglasses on to protect other people from sun damage. It's like, oh, my fucking God. Oh, God. <laughs> so I- I've been reporting so many accounts, but it's like, oh, my God, this is just killing my Instagram so bad. Uh, and I couldn't figure it out. And then it's like, oh, no, it's this book oh, and this and other books like it. So I... We need to steer clear of these type of books. <laughs> In saying that, like as much as the erotica was bad, at least didn't do this to my yeah. levels of anger. I don't think he's anti-vaccine. Like there's a there's this sort of storyline of again the black police officer is the one that's really pushing back against the the vaccine mandate. Is but that, everyone is else, it him? Oh, I hadn't realized. Yeah, it's oh, him. God. Oh, it's, it's so. Hard to follow these characters, but one of them, their daughter got COVID, but he was being really coy. Like there's the anti, real anti-vaxxer detective, and then there's one of them, I thought it was the other one, whose daughter got COVID, but he's also, you know, we're just going to wait and see. Yeah. It's like, oh, good Lord, you want us to believe it. I mean, it's in terms of believability, maybe it is believable because there are people like that in the world, but in terms of making this story interesting, it doesn't make it interesting. It doesn't make it interesting that these characters are unlikable and, and have yeah. a – I mean, if, the, if this author has a position or has something to say about vaccines, just say it. Don't hide behind these two binary characters that have slightly opposing, slightly similar views. It just seemed really weak. And yeah, it was, and it really felt like it was so, like a moderate person. And I use mm. moderate really broadly because mm. the guy wasn't moderate, but by comparison to his more extreme friend, mm. he was mm. moderate. He might have appeared more moderate. Yeah, yeah. and mm. it's almost to say like, oh, you know, there are people who question this that are not you know, that they're just asking questions. Sidebar, yeah. if you are just asking questions, just like and just putting it off. on other people. Like <laughs> just, learn to do learn to literally do the work. Because yes. just asking questions is just bullshit. Oh well just asking questions is just a foil for being Yeah, I'm contrarian. gonna say something really, really shitty and like clearly I already have a position on it, but I'm going to say I'm just asking questions so that it puts so, you in a position of not being able to criticise me for it. Yeah, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. And just and perhaps, I mean, and potentially opening up another person who is, you know, trying to answer just asking questions to being on the receiving end of uh, really combative 
um, mm. personality. Uh, it's just not worth it. Yeah. Um, uh, we have not really talked about the story much. No, there's there's not much to say. Very short chapters. Um, the Thank first God. chapter tells us the entire motive of the killer, that his mother and brother had both died of COVID and therefore oh, yeah. he wanted to kill Chinese people. Yeah. yeah. It's rough. And it's like- It's rough. It's and no nuance, no build, no like- No. He's lost his job, his family have died and therefore- this is the logical conclusion. And it's yeah. like, and there was no, like, desire to kill there before. No. No. Uh, no, there really wasn't. But it, it, it's framed to us as though it's there's no other way to manage these feelings but to kill people. Yeah. Um, and I found that just, I thought, hey, look, I know a murder mystery has to, by definition, have a murder. But I thought, again, believability is just zero. Um, because all I see is someone who needs a shit ton of therapy or even a friend to talk to about his grief and bereavement and rather than addressing any of that, it's like it wasn't inevitable that this man went and murdered people. Um, he did it and seemed to really like it. Um, yeah, it's it's sort of this this assumption. It's not even an assumption. It's It's saying that this... Exi- the way I'm reading it is mm-hmm. he's saying this existed inside this man and I think the yeah, okay. f- hyper-focus on ethnicity is sort of trying to make this link that mm-hmm. he, this author, and, I, you know, the way I read it is that this author is making a link between here's an African-American man who's had a really hard time and therefore the logical conclusion is that he starts killing people. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think, I see only racism in that. I see only racism in that. It's a very long bow to draw. The thing is you can have a black character that is the murderer. Yeah, that is yeah. absolutely fine. But, but it's at not the about moment him being black. Yeah. Or at, her. Yeah, yeah. Or them. <laughs> just at the moment, I, I'm reading this as this person is a murderer because they're black. And if that's not your intention, then this needs to be a first of 50 fucking drafts to get it to a point <laughs> yeah. where that- Because that point, that, that assumption is reinforced by the one, you know, specifically one of the detectives constantly making that same, um, the same kind of statement about the type of people who murder mm. nations. I- I mean, I am up to page. We, my excerpt is really early in the book. It's the second chapter, which is the third page, Um, and it's a very specific thing that I want to read out because it is repeated every time. It's the perspective of a woman. (laughs) Pick me up. Okay, so this is the first time it's in the perspective of a woman, but um, we if you decide to read this book, you will notice that it is repeated mm. whenever it's from the perspective of a woman. Mm. After her shopping spree. <laughs> <laughs> Just showing Damien the highlights on my Kindle. <laughs> Christina got takeout at a local Mexican place. Like many single 30-somethings, she rarely cooked. She didn't want to deal with the hassle of preparing a meal and cleaning up after working all day. With 
the endless number of restaurants nearby, she had many different cuisines to choose from. I mean, this is just like promoting New York now. Um, while many dining <laughs> establishments had closed during the pandemic, most had reopened recently. It was a sign New York City was returning to normal. Um, later on, mm. from the uh, perspective of the reporter, who I've already forgotten the name of. Um, Amy Tan. Amy something. Um, she's also just done some shopping and buying some food. Can we? I'm just going to come back to. Yeah, that's right. It's just, that's All these women are going on shopping sprees. <laughs> well, can we just say shopping spree? She bought a pair of jeans and two tops. That's Hardly not a spree. A spree. And <laughs> that's just... at one point, like she comments on how they were really, they were all like half off or something. Oh. She never would have paid regular price. Otherwise, she would. Yeah, it's. They were all on sale, which is why she got them. Who gives a shit? I mean, very Fran Fine from the nanny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my God. She had moments. Um, it's extremely it's extremely tiresome. It's just yeah. one stereotype after another um, and simplistic, just really simplistic renditions of people. Um, so... So Amy, no, what's her name? Christina is the first murder victim. She's the first murder victim. Um, Chapter three is for, back to the William's oh, yeah, perspective yeah. when between, he murders her. So we go between, the A chapters lot. go between William, no, Jaden Williams, who is the murderer, and the detectives talking about the In murder. The detectives, the, any murder victim. Yeah. Uh, the reporter and the psychologist. And the psychologist, yeah. kind of, yeah. So there's like seven or eight perspectives across mm. the book. It's a bit confusing. Oh, actually, no, it's not confusing. It's a bit unnecessary. I would have preferred a nice. Well, it, it doesn't work for the genre. It doesn't work. No. Um, you know, no. really the, the restricted narration is one of the key points of this genre. And he he, he really in his personal kind of promotion and his brand, he talks a lot about being a suspense writer and mm. there is no suspense. There is not one bit of suspense here. Um, and look, admittedly there are different ways to achieve it. Hitchcock famously said that, you know, to show suspense you have to show someone planting the bomb um, but mm. also says you should never let the bomb go off because then the suspense mm. is broken. Mm. And so maybe the first chapter could introduce this character but not Tell us exactly who he is. Like, no, hint and his at motive. Yeah, like hint like, at something, or like, and the way that it's traditionally handled is the if you're going to do this perspective mm. of someone else, is the first opening of the book is the perspective of the first victim and their murder. Correct. Like, we and didn't they don't know need who that killed first them. chapter at all. No, we, well, we, we also know. need the third chapter to be from Christina's perspective. No, we did not need it. Well, as in, like, because it's like <laughs> we hear from her, and then instead of her perspective of getting murdered and us not knowing who did it, we're then told, here's Williams from his perspective to tell us how he murdered her. And it's like, uh, it's a little, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So these detectives, this is, and this is where we really are introduced to the two detectives um, properly. And these, these two men are the laziest men I have ever heard of in my life. They could not give a shit about doing their jobs I, I, <laughs> at all. Like, They're like, oh, well, there's no cameras. Hmm. Um, but it. also just like the lack of understanding of police work. So <laughs> <laughs> like not that I know, but 
but I feel like I've watched enough SVU to get a sense of what's. But what also, happens. like really logical things, when they do get a tape of the murder, <laughs> they go and tell the psychologist about it, and she's like, "Well, I'll wait for it to come out in the press so I can see it myself." And it's like, no, you Is give that- you give her a copy of that, <laughs> like. Um, and then they say, oh, we'll just watch it tomorrow because there's no yes. urgency with trying to, you know, what is this race against time? Oh, we're good, you know, we're going away for the long weekend. See you in they four were days. They for like five days in the middle of the investigation and no one, this active investigation where the man's killing on a schedule and no yeah, one yeah, worked yeah. on it for five days. But, but they figured out his schedule after like two killings. Say, oh, oh, yeah, it's monthly because it, two makes a pattern. <laughs> Um, oh, oh. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> they've discovered the first body. Um, their lieutenant, who they call Lou L double O. Oh, it's really awkward. Yeah, <laughs> as an Australian. <laughs> but also, like, would you call him Lou? No. I don't think. I think you'd call someone named Lewis Lou. Yeah. yeah. And your lieutenant, you would probably call lieutenant, and if. He wanted to be called by his first name or by a nickname. He would ask you to, mm. Mm. but Lou is like a collo- like a friendly kind of where mm. buddy. But buddy. they don't seem to. They don't seem to like they, each other. They do not. Like, they don't seem to like him, especially one of them, the one who, you know, the really racist one. The really racist one who I think is black. Which I mean, there are people who. You know, and you see, yeah, I see yeah. it in the gay community all the time. Oh, I'm not like one of those bad sissy gays. Um, you know, you see those people who who position themselves outside their community to get accepted by, you know, mm. the hegemonic elite. Yeah, um, the pick me's. Yeah, <laughs> and so I'm not saying that that's not a realistic thing. It's just not no. handled realistically. It's here. not handled realistically at all. Um, um, oh, it gets sorry. on to like vaccine mandates. Oh, um, it's very tedious. We won't go into that. We, I feel like we've spent enough time on. Um, yeah. They go to Christina's work um, for the laziest detective work ever. <laughs> they ask like three so questions. Gonna... Okay, bye. <laughs> it's the same so three questions every time. So they go to try and find out more about her life. Does she have any enemies? Does she gamble? Does she? Does sing? she have a drug problem? No. Okay. Bye. They asked her <laughs> mum the same thing. Any enemies? Gamble? Yeah. Drug problem? Mm. Bye. And this is again. This is coming back to that sh- uh, telling, not showing. Um, in a really like, I'm just hearing this. If, if this were being narrated, I would be hearing it in a monotone. You know, oh, Detective Napoli um, told. Christina or whoever at the front desk that Christina had died. Oh no, that's terrible. She wailed. It's just really dramatic <laughs> um dialogue marker without it's actually again so oh she she could have fallen to the floor or I mean and also it seems a little histrionic, but um and again, uh, I mean and again that reaction of I'm not not necessarily a reaction, but the way this author treats dialogue is um, a little sloppy. Like Lou, Lou, the Lieutenant Richardson, he, no, whatever his name is, the Lieutenant um, says something to one of the partners, one of the detectives, but he screams it. He just yeah. he doesn't. <laughs> um, it's just, you know, I'm, oh, yeah, and it was in response to the creepy detective saying, 
that the psychologist has a nice ass. Oh, yeah. And so I'm glad you turned on by her and screamed. And I said, that's, no one would scream that. It's, I mean, good on him for picking it up as a problematic behaviour in the workplace. But, but, this is but, the thing is, like, he's is it, does he think it's problematic or is he sort of saying that, you're being distracted, you're an idiot detective, yeah. perhaps. Maybe that's it. Um, I don't know that I got it. I don't know. I, don't, I didn't really, like, I highlighted so many passages. <laughs> <laughs> um, originally my my excerpt was going to be, before I remembered all of the women descriptions of mm. how they're all into really, really into shopping, um, <laughs> originally my excerpt was going to be the whole of Chapter 8 because it was just two short paragraphs. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just that the killer was also watching the same mm. the same Asian reporter on television and going, mm. Mm, I'm going to kill her one day. Yeah. Oh. Um, also. I am, I've got to get my notes in a better state for <laughs> each of these. This was, again, a longer book than we're used to, shorter than the last one, but still – you know, it was still a few hours of reading. Yeah, it, was it took a, me and took also me a bit of time. <laughs> yeah, I I wasn't enjoying it, and that no. didn't help. Yeah. So anyway, there's more murders. <laughs> so there's a second murder of an Asian man in the street. Mm. He's also stabbed multiple times. However, mm. the first murder was an Asian woman in her home, mm. and um, you know, felt very Ste- personal. Mm. The second murder was in the street, in an alleyway, um, mm. and they were like, well, there's a serial killer. Yeah. And it's like, well, oh, I don't right. think I there's enough, things, enough <laughs> the, dots the to kill- join to make that conclusion. <laughs> well, well, they said the DMO, <laughs> the thing that does link them all, is that the victims are Asian and stabbed to death. I don't think there's enough <laughs> there yet. <laughs> but that's what they said. <laughs> Can you imagine no, if this was police work? I highlighted work? that. It's like, that's slack and lazy and <clears throat> extremely, I mean, extremely they were right, uh, I guess. And yes, they were right, but only because. Only because he wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, oh, it- so the second murder. And then and this is about when they go off on their long weekend. Is there a third murder first? Because I, I think they get the video. Oh no, they don't. Do they? I think they this go is- off on their Fourth of July five day long weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then they and then someone else. I should have counted the victims. <laughs> I think I think there were four. I thought there were four, or like three and a fourth attempt. Yeah, no, I there think- was a, a third one. It was a woman, wasn't it? Um, yeah, there was a woman. He so we're back from to to Jaden's perspective, and he's wait waiting out. Has he just? No, there are four, no. and then a fifth attempt. Because oh, I think there's the third report, which was the one where they got the video footage from. That's right. It's a crazy homeless person. Um, that one, it, it, it then goes to her to um her her reporting on. The murder and him hatching his plan That's right. that it, his great finale as the fourth murder in mm. 
what be, he's seems, kill the reporter. Yeah, is to kill the reporter, and yeah, I guess that's yeah. the end. Yeah, well, it's not the end. Because I mean, it's not yeah, the end of the book. But. They get the video footage. They tell the psychologist um, about it, and then she says, "Well, I guess I'll wait for it to be released to the public." <laughs> social media, okay. So the murderer knows. <laughs> Just fucking ridiculous. Just um, have you worked in anything ever? Like when is <laughs> If someone's working with you, they don't need to wait for it to be released to the public. No, no. Um, Look, I mean, and if if that's the way you work, you need to uh, think about your why you're not catching this killer. <laughs> um, um, and then they all go on holiday, and while they're on holiday, someone else—that's oh, right, someone else gets murdered. Yeah, because he's waiting yeah. outside the news center, and oh, and he's really pissed off. Yeah, mm. and then he rings them. And mm. asked her, and someone's like, "Oh, she's on leave at the moment." And it's like, no one would say that to a member of the general public. Absolutely not. Unavailable. Yeah, unavailable. Can I take a message? message. <laughs> um, you can tell two people who've worked in roles where you've had to tell people that someone's <laughs> unavailable. To, yeah. Call them gatekeeping roles. Yes. Um, detectives get sooky having to work. One of them seems to just want to do nothing but eat. Let's lots of talk about donuts and kosher um eating places and chinese restaurants yeah he talks about food a lot which i i should get on board with but it's not particularly enticing no it's not really isn't he doesn't Um, make me want the food (sighs) Um, they get back from their Um, holiday (laughs) oh yeah and this is sorry we're we're, eh. yeah this is Let's look, the book was so boring. Should we just get to the end? And then- yeah, let's just get to the end. <laughs> <laughs> we were so bored. <laughs> we kept sort of going, oh, yeah, we really need to, like, finish this book so mm. we can record mm. this episode. <laughs> oh, actually, no, this is what I am going to read my excerpt. Oh, I'm just showing you a blank phone. So this is where the killer, he's in the plaza outside the TV studio or, yeah, TV building, um, and must be around the time that he called. And he's reminiscing about his childhood, how he got to this place and how why he misses his mum so much because she was such a driving force of his life because William's father was one of them when he, uh, because he didn't, one of them being someone who didn't get out of his neighbourhood alive. When he was 12, his dad was shot and killed during a robbery it devastated the young bar- the young boy and showed him how cruel life could be after the loss of his father he became the man of the house no he knew he had to protect his mother again no uh, so we begin going to the gym to build up his young body at 12 as at 12 because he's now his mother's bodyguard i mean Okay. As a teenager, he focused on school because he wanted to be educated to avoid a life of crime. You know, that's reasonable. His decision turned out well as he graduated college and entered the workforce. And that's it. Like, this is how deep we go into. Well, and this is the thing is, like, there is a genuine story there to be told. And here's the thing. um, Despite what people say, university study is a way to sort of Change lives. Change so. lives. And I think we could both say that university study changed our lives. We are not from mm. particularly wealthy I'm backgrounds. I'm the first university educated person in my family. Yeah. My, my For dad, generations. My <laughs> dad was, you know, his 
he and his siblings were first in family, but my dad yeah. also had nine children and lived in the country. And so I was yeah. like, okay, you want to go to university? Bye. Like, good luck. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. <laughs> and, I was out of home at 18 yeah. just because of that. Yeah, I moved anyway. out of home at 17 and yeah. then dropped out of uni twice before I finally, <laughs> <laughs> finally got my shit together and did it. Um, yeah. But there's a real story there that could be there's told. A real story. It's a missed opportunity to, to, for us to get to know his character. And maybe to understand where this is coming from because I still mm-hmm. – don't know because bad things happen to people like you know losing your job losing your mum a whole bunch of bad things happen and they don't resort to killing like you don't resort to killing this is not enough it's absolutely it's on its own it's absolutely not enough of a reason um i'm I'm not saying personally like that Hmm. uh, in terms of what the the author is telling us in this story the person he's describing drawing that link very well at all the person he has described has not he has not created the vision of somebody who at this point in their life would turn to killing like that oh. doesn't feel like a logical path because the person he's describing in this paragraph seems quite determined and motivated and um very caring like for all of his uh machismo hmm. <laughs> um he you know he, he wanted to become educated to avoid a life of crime but I'm not going to say at the drop of a hat, like losing his mother would have been devastating given how close he was. Um, but it's not obvious that he had to turn to a life of murder. And here's the thing. is like if he was radicalised in some way, which mm. potentially he has been because this pandemic has seen <laughs> that kind of radicalization. Mm. but it's not explained. Like he doesn't say, you know, he fell in with this bad crowd and they sort of, you know, I mean, look, so we, yeah, I just, we haven't built a character that is believable as a killer. No, absolutely not. He just, there's nothing about him that's believable. And often the killer in these stories, in really, it, you often like, it's driven by, you know, you find that their selfishness and their kind of, Ego has been a real issue in their life, and he doesn't have that. He doesn't. There's nothing that we're just no. It's, mm. it's that plodding narrative again, which has let this uh, book down. Yeah. Um, there is. We're only introduced to him as an unemployed um, person who's been affected by the pandemic because his mother died and he, he's unemployed. But he makes a bit of a dig at. <laughs> someone being unemployed and receiving all of these benefits. I feel like we've read this before yes, in that well, first yeah. book. <laughs> I actually, I had a note there where he was sort of talking about how he was on unemployment and it was enough to cover blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I, I don't think so. Like, I don't live in America, but I am aware of the <laughs> abysmal social situation and saying Australia is also. Oh, abysmal. Abysmal. Yeah. Um, I don't think he could afford to live in Brooklyn and cover his costs on unemployment, <laughs> living alone. Living alone? In the apartment yeah. he had when he had a full-time job. Like that, I'm sorry, I don't. It does not make sense. It's not believable. And it Again. sounds like Richard Judicia doesn't live in that situation or hasn't lived in that situation. Or if he did, it, it was a understand. very long time ago when the, you know, the were metrics different. were different. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Um, so 
So I get look. He, look, so he, he, he so finally tracks just, down the reporter. He finally tracks down the reporter, tries to kill her, but oh, she, meets she, her boyfriend. she fights him off because oh. she's got a lifelong love of karate. 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 And, <laughs> she's been training with Kramer. Does she kill him? She kills him. No. no. Oh. oh, wait. I'm going to have to go to the last I'm going to have to go I, to the thing and I can't remember. Oh, no, she did. That's right. The elephant, she, so the knife that he brought, she ended up getting off him and stabbing him with it. Um, and <clears throat> she did not take out her cell phone and dial 911 until she was sure he had taken his last breath. Wow. She felt no remorse for letting the man who had ruined so many lives die. She knew he deserved no mercy or pity. Yeah. It's such a weird ending and it's not satisfying. More importantly, the detectives never got close. Never. And they, like but, se- <laughs> but seemed to take the credit. Yeah, they really did. Maybe maybe he's like maybe this is satire. It, no. No, it's not. No, it's not <laughs> Natasha gave me a satire. look of like really <laughs> Yeah, Damien, you know better than that. Okay, so the detectives hadn't expected the reporter to stop the serial killer, but they were glad she did. <laughs> Okay. They knew he would have harmed more people until they would have caught him. It's no. That would never have happened. He <laughs> would have harmed people have until he stopped. Like, so what they're saying is they were an ineffective force. <laughs> yeah. And that paragraph I just read was pretty much the epilogue. And it's like, that's not an epilogue. No, it's not an epilogue. <laughs> an epilogue is something quite different. Yes. Yes, it is. It's a this- reflection back on... How we, where we are now after mm, how those events the next changed day. us. <laughs> oh, God. Just So, yeah, this was a terrible book and I'm giving it half a star. Half, sorry. half a mask. Half a mask. Between I'm us, you can it- have one because, um, yeah, half is being very kind. <laughs> I, I just, if you want to tell me you are a suspense writer, <laughs> you need to write Suspense. Suspensefully. <laughs> there is no suspense here. And here's the thing. You can learn to write suspense, but the thing you have to learn first is that you can't just tell us everything that's going on. You have to hold something back. You have to. You have to. Let's look up. Yeah, look, at least start with the dictionary. Go to S. <laughs> S-U-S-P-E-N-S-E. I hope I spelled that right. Okay. Yes, yes you did. Um, uh- <laughs> because what we were given was not. Suspense. It was not. Uh, there was no mystery. There was no. It was, there was a murder. That was it. It was a murder book. <laughs> yeah, there were just a bunch of murders that were not weirdly, <laughs> weirdly told from the perspective of the victim until the murder actually happened, and then it switched to the perspective of mm. the killer. And it made no sense why it did that. It was just no, not good. No, but I am going to talk about next week's book we are returning to mj edwards we are so excited we are so excited <laughs> mj edwards has i'm not sure it's, it's whether she's written them all or compiled um a bunch of poems and it's the title of the collection is i fucking hate zoom quizzes and I read, I, I flipped open and I read the first page. I giggled, closed the book, thought, okay. This is what this we is need. Wait. This is what we need. Damien and I are just 
like, like after this, I want to almost get back to erotica because well, I need to get my algorithm sorted. Mm. <laughs> um, this wasn't fun to read. I'm I'm, I'm not enjoying I, the I, non-fun I, books. Oh, I mean, look, oh, I don't know. It's the challenge is like there's descriptions. Yeah, the, erotica is gets a bit repetitive. You know, every sex mm. scene is written the same, and it's not. You know, there's no creativity in that except for MJ Edwards, who loves to throw in a hot dog. Just a hidden genius, really. Yeah. It's like- <laughs> but you can enjoy and laugh along with the craziness of it more than you can with this suspenseful crime drama that is so terribly written, so racist, so just mm. awful. Mm. Like, how am I meant to enjoy this? No, how could you? Like... I mean, as someone, I love reading trashy books when I'm stressed or feeling just I don't want to think. This is this would just it's just a bunch of words yeah. randomly compiled. Like, I think it, uh, I think a million monkeys in a room typing <laughs> would have produced a better novel than this. <laughs> the best of times. It was the blurst of times. Um, well, tell us what you think. Uh, so <laughs> you can email us at lowbrowlowdown at gmail.com or follow and tweet, us, tweet at us at lowbrowlowdown on Twitter. Um, and you can share your thoughts about, and I've already forgotten the title of the book. The what, COVID Killer. The COVID Killer. Um, I Look, I'd be interested for someone else to read it. I, like, am I... Are we being too harsh? But- are we a bit jaded by these books? Are we? Are they becoming too repetitive for us? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've got um, a bit of a plan to sort of COVID to Christmas and then we're going to yeah. talk about our pivot to something new. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're kind of – that's – We've got more books to read. Yeah, we've got more books to read. <laughs> and so that's probably the other thing. If you want to tell us what you think, also – what should our next theme be? Like we've been doing pandemic-themed literature, but mm. we're not going to do that forever. So what's the next kind of cultural moment that we should be? Do you like how I yeah. write? You can't see this, but I have a gesture <laughs> for cultural moment that's kind of my hands whisking um, in David the air. David is juggling at yes. the moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, but, yeah. So yeah. let us I know. Think we, yeah. Let us know what we should be reading. There is going to be, I think, yeah, our, our we've got our COVID for Christmas book already lined up, but the books between now and then, we mm. should, oh, there's a Halloween-themed one, surely. Oh, yes. There we've has to be a Halloween-themed COVID book. Yeah, we'll, fo- we'll find one. Yeah. Um, yes, well, we will read all the books. Yes. <laughs> Those, thanks, everyone. Um, get thanks, vaccinated everyone. if you can. Um, we're get sort of... vaccinated. Vaccinations are available everywhere now. They Please are. get and vaccinated. It's this... the only way out of this horror show that is lockdown. It is. And this was recorded on the day that New, that New South Wales got their Freedom Day. Mm. And we there were, were very people jealous. lining up at midnight outside Kmart. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to Kmart shame anyone. I am all for it. But there were queues of people lining up outside Kmart at midnight. Um... Nothing spells freedom. <laughs> like midnight Kmart shopping? Like midnight Kmart shopping. I don't know. It made me a bit sad to watch, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to go to Kmart. It'd be great. Love to fucking go to Anyway. Just browse. Just browse any shop that's not a supermarket or a 7-Eleven. <laughs> <sighs> That'd be the day. 
obviously I do not do that. I go for essentials only. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, we need to go. All right. Thanks, everyone. See you, everyone. Bye. Bye.